Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning. Come on, how's everybody doing this morning? Oh, that's just a few people. I might be in the wrong place. Come on, you're still loving Jesus? Am I in the right place? Praise God. He is still the king of our, our kings. Lord of our lords. He's still on the throne moving. Amen? Amen. I'm excited about that. Amen. So it's good to, it's good to be back. I just want to thank, I just want to thank all, you know, your prayers. Thank for all, all of your prayers. Family definitely need it the loss of my uh, brother, um, so it's, uh, it's definitely been a tough one, um, you know, I'll tell everyone, I, I spoke at his eulogy, um, and I, I told everyone that, you know, everyone called us twins, so I, I, I definitely, he's a year older, but I felt like I lost a twin, um, so it's, it's been tough for, um, for the entire family, so just really keep us in prayer. As we grieve the the loss the loss of my my brother there, but um, God will see us through, Amen. Amen. So I do, I do appreciate. I felt I felt all of your prayers. So so keep praying for us, Amen. We need it. Praise the good Lord. So it's Life Group Week, huh? Life Group Semester. Come on, we we this church we love to do life with you. Uh, so please join a life group. Um, you know, connect with people. Um, Sunday is not enough. I know for me, Sunday is not enough. And so we want you to connect with folks throughout the week as you, as you uh, just fellowship with folks and, and dive into the word a little, little bit more on the conversation, conversations that would take place will really, will really help you. Amen. We had a success, a successful life group semester last time. And so we, we feel like this one is going to grow even, even more. We have great life group leaders. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, it all starts with leadership, and we, um, God selected the right people, so we are excited about that, amen? And so we are on part five of our series called Give God Your Best, Give God Your Best. Um, all God wants is ourselves, give him your, your whole life, give him, give him your best, he, God gave his best. Amen. He gave his son who died on a cross for us because without Jesus, I don't know where I would be. Come on. Thank God for Jesus. Somebody come. On, I love a talk back church. Come on. Somebody got to get a, get excited about that. Thank God. Somebody say, thank God for Jesus. Come on. Where would we be without Jesus? Amen. So give God your best. Give God your best. Everything that you have, we have to say, everything that I have is the Lord. It's the Lord. Yes. It's his. It's his. I'm giving my life every day. Amen. The Bible tells us to die daily. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So give God your best. So I'm going to be reading out of First Chronicles, because I know you've been in this book all, all month, right? First Chronicles uh, chapter 4. So if I can just have you stand for the reading of the word. So 1 Chronicles 
chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 9. So now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called, called on the Lord, the, the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me and that you will keep me from evil, that I may not, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Somebody say, God, I want more. Come on, say it, with, say it with your chest. Say it a little more confident. Say, God, I want more. Say it like you mean it. God, I want more. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We want more, Lord God. We want more of you, God. We are here, Lord God. We're seeking your presence, Lord God. We are seeking you, God. You are our king. You are our savior. We thank you for all that you're doing, Lord God. I know you're going to do something special in this service today, Lord God. This is, this is not regular church, Lord God, we, because we know that you're going to move, Lord God. We know that something supernatural is going to happen in this place today, Lord God. And we're ready. We're in a position to receive from you this morning, Lord God. Have your way in this place, God. Lord God, we didn't come here, Lord God, to stay the same, Lord God. We came here to change this morning, Lord God. And so we just thank you, Lord God, that you're, you're going to bring change in this place, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for using me as your vessel today, Lord God, the, as your mouthpiece today, Lord God. What a great honor and privilege it is, Lord God. Think with my mind and speak to my vocal cords, Lord God. Have your way in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give him a shout. Yes, thank you for standing for the rest of the service. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So like I said, it's good, good to be back. Um, so we spent a lot of time with uh, family. And, um, and so uh, some of my kids and grandkids were, were um, you know, there. And um, I got to show them the, the family tree. Um, I got to introduce them to family members they have not met. You know, uh, I actually haven't seen a lot of the family, some of the family members since I was a teenager, some of them since my childhood. Um, so I was introducing them to like uncles and, and aunts and cousins. And um, so I was telling them that that you um, our family is much bigger. You're connected to something much bigger than the immediate family. Um, it's just a ton of people. Um, it was exhausting trying to introduce them to, to certain family members. But that is, that is a blessing, right? That is a blessing that they got to witness that. They got to uh, uh, see family members that they have not met before. So it was a great time. And so reading First Chronicles, um, that's what First Chronicles is, is about. It's about a family tree, right? So it is it's a historical document and a tracing of a lineage Right. And, and it's written to encourage people, encourage the people to uh, to know wh uh, who they connected with. And they, they were connected to something much bigger uh, than them. So that's what First Chronicles is. It's about, you know, for the first nine chapters, actually, it talks about the family tree. But the, in the middle of these chapters, in chapter four, it talks about a, a, a man named Jabez. 
you know. So, like, is this a reason why that's there? You know, because if you read First Chronicles, and that's why a lot of people um, stay out of that book because it just talks about names after names. This begot this person. This begot that person, right? But in the middle middle of these chapters, it talks about a man named Jabez in chapter four. So there's a reason why um, uh, it is there. Um, and so Jabez, so Jabez means, uh, uh, it means that he who causes sorrow, he who causes pain, wow. right? So, so this is his mom. His mom gave him this name. <laughs> That's like, I mean, I mean, something's going on here, right? <laughs> right? The mother projected how she was feeling into her son. Right, so I, we don't know what was going on with her before she gave birth to her son, but something crazy happened, right? I don't know if she had baby daddy issues or <laughs> just other family issues. I mean, I don't know what was going on in her life, but all I know that she was in pain and she projected that pain onto her son, right? And so her identity became his identity. Isn't that like life, though, right? When you meet people who are in pain and they project that pain on you. Have you ever met anyone like that? Right? Because they are in pain, so they project that pain on you. So you have to, you have to, you have to watch what people call you. You have to watch. You have to be careful. That's why the Bible says to guard our hearts, right? Because when you receive certain words in your heart, right, you take on that behavior. Is anybody going with me this morning? See, the reason why some people don't experience the manifestation of God's power is because, because of the name that you call yourself. Right? So sometimes the root issue of your behavior is the name that you call yourself. You remember Jacob, right? Remember Jacob when he wrestled the, the, the angel um, all night long? And then we, we rave about how, you know, about Jacob's strength. We rave, we rave about his perseverance in, in prayer. But it was really a fight over identity. Right? But he wasn't fighting for his identity. God was fighting for his identity. Oh, somebody got to come with me this morning. Right? So it was a fight over identity because here's Jacob. He's, he's wrestling with the angel, and he wanted the, the angel to, to bless him. And, but the angel asked him, what is your name? Yeah. And we know that Jacob's name means, right, uh, uh, cheater or, 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 or trickster and, and all of that, right? So that was his name. So the angel asked him, said, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. He said, no, 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 no. What is your name? So, he so the angel changed his name to Israel, right? right? So because if he changes, he changed his name, he would change his behavior. You're no longer trickster any, any longer. That is not who you are. God called you to do greater things than what you were named. God called you to greater names than what, what, what you were doing. God called you to greater things now, right? So here's, it was a moment where, where, where the angel changed his name. So you have to change what you call yourself. 
You have, to you have to change what you call yourself, amen? And so I know sometimes you be made mistakes, but does not make us a failure, yeah. That's right. amen? So don't take on the name as a failure. Right. Don't take on the behavior as a failure, amen? So you have to be careful what you call yourself right now. You have to be careful what people call you, amen? Right. So people, some, some folks have bad relationships. They will call all sorts of name, names, right? Then they take on the behavior of those names, and then they don't date any longer because they don't trust the same way because of the names that they were called right now. Amen? And so you have to be careful what people call you. You have to guard your heart. And so I just want to just free some people this morning. I, 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 I pray right now in the name of Jesus, you are released from those names. You are released from those names. You would not no longer take on those behaviors of those names. You are not a loser. You are not a failure. Amen. You are, you are worthy. God sees you as worthy. God sees you as beautiful. Amen. I bind those negative words that were spoken over you in the name of Jesus. You are free right now. You are free to be who God called you to be. I think somebody needs to, to rejoice because they are free this morning. Amen. I, I bind those words, the, those negative words that were spoken over you. They will no longer take root in your life. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody got to go with me this morning. Got to wake up. Come on, let's have church this morning. Yes. So, so he took on the name that his mother gave him. But if you read verse 9 and 10, it's two decades I mean, there's decades between both, uh, both verses, right? So it was a baby born with a label and now a man in frustration, right? And so, so here in, in chapter 10, he's got, he starts asking God to enlarge his territory. He starts asking God, say, God, he says, God, enlarge my territory, right? So why did Jabez ask God, to enlarge his ter territory, Jabez was not, was not satisfied where he was. He wanted more. He wanted, he wanted more. He, he, something around him, we don't, we don't know the whole story of, of Jabez, but something around him, he, 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 he wasn't fulfilled. Something that was going on around him, he, he, he wanted more than what he saw. Amen. So he wanted more of God. He wanted more of, of God's presence. He wanted more opportunities to be used by God. He wanted to make a, a greater impact for God. He wanted more. He wanted more of God. So he says, God, enlarge my territory. I'm not satisfied where I am right now. Enlarge my territory. I want more of your presence. Anybody want more of God's presence? Can you imagine if, if we have Christians that walk in church, walk in every, every you know, communities, walk in, in uh, uh, workplaces and ask God to enlarge the territory. See, Jabez wanted more influence. He wanted to make a greater impact for God. I don't know about you, but I want more. I want more of God. I'm not satisfied. I'm not content of what happened before. I'm, I'm, I want more of God. I want more of God. I want more of God's presence. Amen. I want to see transformation. Amen. I don't want to come to church week after week and not see change. I want more of God. Anybody going with me this morning? I want more of God. Say, I want more, God. Enlarge my territory. I want more of you, God. I want to see your presence. I want to see your hand on everywhere that I go. I want to see your influence everywhere I go. I want more, God. I want more. I'm not going to settle for this. I'm not going to be settled until you settle here. 
oh man, stop this. Maybe this side kind of got, got this. Maybe you got to catch up a little bit later. I'm not going to settle until I see God settle here. I want more, God. I want to expand and grow. I want my life to count. I want it to matter. Amen. I want to see the, my community, my church be transformed into the image of Christ. Amen. I'm not going to settle until I see that. Amen. So God, expand my territory. Use me, Lord God. Use me. Give me that influence to change things around me. Amen. Expand my territory. Expand my Come on, somebody say, expand my territory, God. When, when, when we ask God to enlarge our territory, we have to be careful because there's a lot that comes with that. It's, a, it's more responsibility, right? You have to live out your comfort zone. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's more to come that, that comes with that. I mean, I remember praying this prayer and didn't know the consequences of what the prayer actually meant when it was answered. Right? Because this, these are the moments when you ask God to enlarge your territory, he will stretch you. That's right. But it won't feel good. Right? But when he enlarges your territory, he will stretch you. It will pull you out of your comfort zone. It will take you out of your comfort zone. Amen? So, so when you ask God to enlarge your territory, expect him to answer it. <laughs> right? Enlarge means to increase, to expand, to add on, to take on new territories. It means that taking your environment for Christ, growing spiritually. See, before you ask, before you pray this prayer, ask yourself, am I ready for change? Because God is going to, to answer that prayer. You have to ask yourself, am I ready for change? Am I ready for God to add on? Am I ready for God to expand my territory? Because he's going to, it's going to require you to do something new. Because he's going to do something new in your life. Your prayer life. You have to up your prayer game. You have to, you have to up your time with the Lord. Amen. It's going to require more from you. See, we ask God more for more from him, but it's, he wants more from us. So that expansion comes with a lot of responsibility, right? Because God's always on a mission. God's always speaking, but he's just looking for vessels that he can download in. He's looking for willing vessels, right, who are ready for that expansion, who are ready for change, who have the heart like he has, amen, who chases after him. God's always willing to expand our territory, but we have to be ready for that. We have to know that God will give us more responsibility. He will give us more responsibility. But, you know, so when God gives you something, you can't be like, oh, God, let me just check my calendar because I don't know if I'm able to, to fit this in my cal um, calendar right now in my, my schedule. You know, I know I asked you for more, but I didn't know it was going to take all that. Right? Because it's not about, it's, this is something bigger than us. That's right. 
It's not about our agendas. It's about God's agenda. When you ask God to expand your territory, it's to be a part of what he's doing. It's not about what we are doing. It's about what he is doing. God, expand my territory. I want more influence, Lord God. I want to see your presence more, Lord God. I want more of you, God, so expand my territory. I want to, be, I want to have influence to change my, the, the environment around me. Amen? Amen. So it's, a, it's not about our agendas. It's about God's. So I believe that the Lord is expanding our territory as a church. It's going to require us to take on more things. Right. It's going to require us to do more things outside of the four walls of this church. Yeah. It's going to require more from us. God is, is, is enlarging our, our territory. He's expanding our territory. And that, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Are we ready for that? Amen. Are Amen. we ready for that as a, as a church? So God, enlarge my territory. For God to enlarge your territory, it will require you to be, one, honorable. Because it starts off, our text starts off and says that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. So he saw something different in, in him than he saw in his brothers. Amen? 1 Samuel 2 30 says, far it be for me, for those who hunger, who, who honor me, I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. I don't know, when I read that, man, I just like cringe. I'm just like, oh my God, I don't ever want to despise God. Right? I just want to make sure that my life is honorable. I want to make sure that I honor the Lord in all that I do. I don't want the Lord to despise me, right? I want, I want to make sure that I am honorable in the, in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah. See, God is serious about honor. See, honor attracts favor. Mm. Honor attracts equity. Just like when your home is more valued, right? The more value your home is, the more equity you have in it. You get to pull that equity out, right? So that's the same with, with our lives. If we honor God, we get to pull that equity out. He gives us favor. He gives us more, more of his presence, more, more of him, more opportunities. Amen? And so, we, so honor, honor must be present in our lives. So we must be honorable everywhere that we go. Amen? So, you know, sometimes you, you may have a, a tough boss that you work for, and maybe you feel like you're, you, you're more talented, you know, maybe more gifted or, or smarter than your boss, but God has you in that position for a reason. Right? And we are required to honor that person regardless of how we feel about them. If we don't, don't expect favor from your boss. You no longer have equity. But if you honor the person who you think you're better than or more talented than, amen, favor, favor will just come to you. Favor will just, just come, it will just come to you, amen? 
Amen. So your, your, your boss will recognize the talents and gifts that's inside of you. Amen. Oh, man. Am I, am I going down a place that you guys don't want to go? Some of you have. I'm, talking, I'm speaking to someone today. Yeah, that's right. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Maybe that's you. You have a boss that you don't particularly like, and then you've been telling everyone how much you don't like the boss. But honor attracts favor. Honor attract, attracts equity. Amen? Amen. Complaining and murmuring do not attract favor. It attracts bondage. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know how, uh, you know, you notice when complainers, right, they, they attract other complainers. Mm. Right? Because they have a spirit of complaining. complaining. That's right. And what do you think, how do you think the conversations are going to go? Hmm? <laughs> You're going to be complaining about something? And they're gonna be they're gonna be complaining about something. It's just this whole thing that's going on. So it's a, so co- complaining does not attract favor, does not attract the glory of God, it does not attract equity, it attracts bondage. Exodus 14, 12 says, Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it will it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. The Israelites was free from slavery, free from bondage. Moses went to go get them. He said, come on, I'm going to bring you to a better place. And, but, they, but it got hard. The road got hard, right? They got weary. And they said, man, let us go back. We'd rather go back to the Egyptians, amen? At least they gave us a full-course meal. At least we don't have to do all this praying in the Lord and, you know, watching manna come from the sky. I mean, at least we don't, you know, we don't, we don't have to, like, stay up and just, you know, worship all day long and all that. Just bring me back. Bring me back. This is too hard, amen? So they attracted bondage. They'd rather go back to bondage instead of the, uh, the fruitful life that God was calling them to. Amen? So God was expanding their territory, but they'd rather go and stay in bondage. See, complaining leaves a bad testimony. Because it doesn't glorify God. So you have, to, you, you have to take a measurement in your life. You have to say, you know, how, how, however how many words that I speak throughout a day, you know, some people speak a lot more than others. You know, um, that's just how it is. Some people just love to talk, right? Um, you know, but so here's the fact. So you have to measure. You have to say, okay, how many words that I speak per day is complaining? And then how many of them is honorable? So out of the words that you speak per day, how much of those words are complaining, complaints, and how many of them are honorable? That's an ouch moment, right, for all of us, because we all complain. We all complain. I got about 50,000 things I can complain right now, but it does not bring glory to God. It does not attract favor. It does not attract equity. See, I want my favor. I want my equity. I don't want anything to take that from me. Amen? So we honor. Honor must be present. Honor is the central key to receiving from God. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
right? Honor, it's, honor is like a position that we must take in our lives, especially when we go into the presence of, of God. Amen? Go into the presence of God. Honor must be present. We must have reverence when we walk into the, the presence of God. You got to be ready to worship him. I said you got to be ready to worship him. Because when honor is present, right, especially during worship, you don't need the preacher to say anything. You are already healed. You are already delivered because honor was present. And you're worshiping him like never before. You worship him like the king that he is because you, you're honoring him no, ma no matter what. You're honoring him for who he is and, and not just what he can do, just for who he is. Amen? When honor is present, amen, we're able to receive what the Lord has from us. For us. Oh, man. I wish I had a talk back church this morning, boy. Honor must be present. Things change when honor is present. Amen. You are more aware of his presence when honor is present. So the second, the second thing it will require for us is diligence. Yeah, diligence. Diligence is the instrument to sustain expansion. That's right. So, so diligence is the instrument to sustain expansion. So when we ask God to enlarge our territory, we must be diligent. Diligent. That's, diligence is the instrument to sustain expansion, right? So the definition of, of diligence is constant, an effort to accomplish something, attentive and persistent in doing anything. So you have to be, so that's what diligence means, to be constant, attentive, and persistent. Constant, attentive, and persistent. Constant, attentive, and persistent. Constant in everything and in anything. Be constant. Amen? So continue, so never stop seeking God. Right. Never stop pursuing him, right? Be attentive, right? Be attentive. Be aware of what God is doing. Be, be aware, right, of what's going on around you. Be aware how God wants to use you. Be more attentive, right? Be more alert. Be sober-minded. Amen? And be persistent. Be persistent until change happens. Be persistent when cha to change happens. Amen? So here's the thing about diligence. Steward over what's in your hand today so when, when the expansion comes, you are prepared to handle the increase. Amen? So the lessons that you've learned when, uh, will carry you with you in, when your territory expands. So the lessons that you're learning now, right, will carry you when you're your territory is expanding. Amen? So there's lessons. Sometimes we miss those lessons in the wilderness that God's trying to teach us. Amen? So when the Israelites were in the, in the wilderness, they, God taught them so many lessons, right? So which will carry them to, was supposed to carry them to the promised land because he was expanding their territory. Come on, you going with me this morning? So God is constant. God is attentive, and God is persistent. 
So we must take on that DNA. (laughs) We must be constant. We must be attentive. And we must be persistent. All times. Even through the rough times. The rough seasons. We still must be constant. Because there's a lesson in everything. There's a lesson in everything. There's a message behind everything that we go through. Amen. So we must be constant. Attentive. And persistent. Hebrews 11.6 says, familiar scripture says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. So that means faith needs to be constant, right? For he who comes, right, to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we must come to God. Anytime we, must, anytime we come to God, we must believe that he is. I, like, I love how it don't say, it don't say anything else. <laughs> that he is. Because he is everything. He is all that we need. He is everything. He is the God of he is. <laughs> he is. He is God. He is all that you need. Any, anything that you're going through in life, he is. He, will get, he is the solution. Right. He is God Almighty. Jehovah Jireh. He is everything. He is everything. He's the magnificent. Amen? He is our creator. He's the king of all the kings and the lord of all lords. He is everything. He's the mighty God. He is. So when we come, when we pray, when we come to God, we must believe that he is. That means everything stops with God. He will always get the last word. He is. God, you are. (laughs) Come on. He is. And he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That means if I keep coming to God, if I'm constant, if I'm attentive, if I, am I persistent? He is going to answer my prayer. Oh, he is going to answer my prayers. Amen? Diligence. God requires us to be diligent. Amen? If he, he's going to expand our territory, he requires us to be diligent. And God requires us to be planted. Stay planted when nothing seems to be happening. Mm. Mm. God cannot expand your territory if you're not planted in one. See, we need to be like trees planted in our homes, our communities, in our church, everywhere that go. We need to be trees planted in, 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 in those places. Amen? Psalms 1-3 says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. It is my, one of my favorite scriptures ever, ever. So we, so, so that means, so what, what this, the text is saying, so if wherever I'm planted, it will bring forth fruit and it will not wither. And whatever I 
do will prosper. Will prosper. Isn't that powerful? So it matters where you are planted. It, it matters, right? So, so if you're asking God to expand your territory, are you planted where you are? Right? Because a lot of times, especially with church, people go here, and they, they go there, they go here. They go, but God wants to use you, right? God wants to expand your territory, but he can't expand your territory if you're not planted. Amen. You got to be planted. You, you, you got to be planted. Amen. I think that's so, this, this, this text is so powerful. Amen. He, so it says, if I'm planted, wherever I'm planted, it shall bring forth fruit and it will not wither. And whatever I do will prosper because I'm planted, because I'm planted. You see, there are areas in our lives we have to stop tampering in order to, to grow. So don't, don't uproot what God has planted in your life. Or don't uproot where God's planted you. Amen? The seed of patience needs to rest on the soil of God's promises. It matters when you are planted. It matters when you are planted. Something powerful happens when you are planted. I was talking to my dad a couple of days ago. And he was telling, we were talking about trees, and he was telling me how uh, he, cuts, he cuts down trees a lot. And he goes over to people's home, and so he'll cut down their tree, but they want him to pull up the stump, you know, um, and pull up the roots. And he said, well, no, I can shave it down. They will say, no, I really wanted to, you know, to, to pull it up. But he says, well, you have to realize what your roots are connected to. He said, your roots can be connected to your water line. <laughs> it can go that far into the road, into the in neighborhoods, and it connects to the water line. So you can't, I, he said, I can't just pull it up. You, he said, that's the worst thing you can do is try to pull up the, the roots of where the tree is planted. So don't pull up your roots because you never know the, the, um, where your roots are planted. Amen. Your roots may be planted to the blessing that you've been waiting for. It may be planted to the, the, the blessing that you've been waiting for. Amen. You know, so stay, stay planted. Tell someone to stay planted. See, when, so wherever you are planted, I want you to say this with me. So I said, I am planted. It will bring forth fruit. It will not wither. And whatever I touch will prosper. Whatever I do will prosper. Whatever God calls me to do will prosper. Yes, expand my territory, Lord. Come on, expand my territory, God. Amen. Amen. So we need to be like trees planted in our communities, in our workplace. Amen. Because the, the people will see that fruit in our lives. And they get to glean from the fruit that we produce. Amen. Like trees planted. I mean, you, God's put so much in you. So much in you. So he wants, to, he wants to expand your territory, but he requires us to be planted. 
God's saying to someone, keep still. Keep still. Keep still. Because where, where, where you are right now, I want to use you. Where you are right now, I'm going to give you that influence. See, I'm sending people in your lives, in your life, so that you can minister to. You can be an example. So you, you can influence. Where you are matters. Where you are, I want to use you, use you at. Amen? Amen? We must be like trees planted. And so, last, and I'm done. Lastly, I love how um, when Jabez prayed, prayed this prayer, God actually answered it. No, it's, it, it's, it, it gives me hope because we have a record of, of God's response to a man's prayer. So this gives me hope because God answers prayers. Because sometimes it feels like our prayers are bouncing off the wall. Or maybe we feel like God's forgotten us. Or maybe he's not listening. Maybe he got other things to do. Maybe uh, people have bigger problems than, than I have. And maybe he's not listening to them. He'll, he'll catch up to me, uh, uh, you know, at some point in my life. But maybe he doesn't hear me. Maybe, maybe I'm on a back burner. Maybe someone's dying and God needs to, to uh, answer their prayer first. Well, we get caught up in our, our little stuff. Because I say little stuff because we serve a big God who hears our cry. Who hears our cry. Every one of us, when you give a cry, when you give a prayer to the Lord, he hears you. He hears you. And even when you cry, he collects your tears. He knows every tear that fell off your face. But this encourages me that God answers our prayers. And he loves when we ask him this prayer. Enlarge my territory. Because what we are saying, God, I want more of you. I am not satisfied of where I am. I'm not satisfied with what I see that's going on. I want more of you. I want things like, I want stuff like when we pray for people for healing, they are healed. I want to be a part of when people ask for transformation, when they ask for deliverance, we see deliverance immediately God enlarge our territory we want to see more of you this is the church here's our cry we say we don't want regular church we don't want the status quo we don't want to come every week after week after week and don't see any change. I know you answer prayers, God, 
expand our territory. We want more of you, God. We don't want regular church, God. If anyone here today who needs deliverance, I believe in the name of Jesus, you will be delivered today. God wants to tell someone today, there will be no more delays. Your delayed season is over. Your delayed season is over. He says to ask me, ask me to expand your territory. Some people here today, you got to get ready. Because when God expands your territory, it's going to be something new he's going to do in your life. And it's going to require you to be on your knees a lot more. It's going, to be, it's going to require you to seek him a lot more. God's saying, you can handle it. You can handle it because I will be with you every step of the way. See, God is looking for people like Jabez who comes into his presence and they ask him, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. Because the world seems like it's closing in on us. It seems like it's more influence of the world than it is of the heavens. But God knows what he's doing. He's calling on an army of people who, who praise like Jabez, who's coming in his presence knowing that without God, nothing would change. But with God, things would change. And they're asking him, God, enlarge our territory. He's given people influence to change the things around him. When it seems like the world is closing in, it seems like the world is getting greater and stronger, but God is saying, no, I am up to something much bigger than that. I'm just building up an army. I'm raising up an army. And he is saying to this church, I'm calling Calvary Life right now to pray like Jabez. I'm calling this church, Calvary Life, to step up and ask me to enlarge your territory. He says, I'm going to do it. There's something greater that's going to take place in this church. He says, don't go by what you see. Amen. Just wait and for, the, for me to expand your territory. Things are coming new in this church. Here it comes. you got to get ready. God's doing something new in this church. You have to be prepared for it. Amen. You have, to be, you have to be diligent. Amen. You have to be honored in this church. Amen. You have to remain planted where God has you. Amen. Because there's going to be some fruit that's coming off and out of your life. There's going to be some fruit like you've never seen before. You're going to see things that you have not witnessed before in your life. It's going to take place in this church because this is not regular church. It is not regular church. It is not regular church. So you have to shout like it's not regular church. You have to worship like it's not regular church. You have to praise his name like it's not regular church. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet and give God the biggest shout that you've never given him before. Shout him out. Shout him out. It's not regular church. This ain't regular church. It's not regular church. When you come next week, it's not going to be the same as this week. Amen. We will see deliverance. We will see healing take place in this church. Salvations. Amen. Come on. This is not regular church. Come on. Shout out to God. I'm planted. 
Yes, and it will bring forth fruit. It will not wither. And everything that I do will prosper. Enlarge my territory, God. Enlarge my territory, God. I'm ready. I'm ready for more. Shout him out. Say, God, I want more. I want more, God. I'm not satisfied. I'm not content. I want more of you, God. Come on, give God some praise. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Planted. Remain planted. I can, I can see the fruit. I can see the fruit coming out of your life. says I have I collected all of them along with the tears that we shed. You know, this last season for prayer after prayer after prayer after prayer. Even the ones that you've forgotten about will be answered right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes, God wants you to, to rejoice in that, to rejoice and just praise him. When you get in your prayer closet, just praise him for the answer of prayers. Just praise him for the answer of prayers. As we, as we close, I 
just feel like you have uh, healing prayer over, over, over us this morning. Prayer of deliverance. God has anointed her with such a sound words of deliverance and healing. And I want you to pray that over, over us this morning as we, as we close. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the word that we have heard this morning. We are so grateful for your word. Because as it comes to us, Lord, and we receive it, clarity comes. We know that your word is truth. And we can speak it with authority and confidence that you will perform it. In Jeremiah 1.12, Father, you said, I am alert and active. I am watching over my word to perform it. And you do. We praise you for that. So today, Father, in Jesus' name, we have gathered here and we speak, we receive your word, but I speak and pray out over this part of your body, Calvary Life, Lord, healing, hope, hope, and that that scripture that says that Pastor read today, that he who comes to God must believe that you are, that, that he is, that you are. So, Father, let that truth resonate inside of our spirits that when we come to you, Lord, we know that you are and that you are faithful to do what you have said you're going to do. That everyone that heard today when pastor said God is saying to someone this and to someone that, he spoke a lot of prophetic word today. May that be received. May we leave forth from here understanding that we're going to be planted in you, God, where you have put us. Planted by, by that stream, Lord, that place, that dwelling place of you. In your presence where we receive what you're giving us and we bear fruit. I speak a fruitful life over each one in this body. I speak healing over them. I speak the word of God to resonate inside of each of us as we go forth and as we influence those around us, God. Because we are carriers of your presence. We are carriers of your presence. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you can leave his presence, you are dismissed. Thank you, Calvary Life, for coming. See you next week.
Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.